Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Let's get the easy one out of the way. My dog's got a haircut and Izzy looks like Kate Goslin. Galen's comment of, I'd like to speak to the manager. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to speak to the manager. I've been calling her Meg Ryan. And that reminds me, I need to call PetSmart and have have our girl, because she has her usual hairstylist, who I don't take her to anybody else. And for some reason, things just went wrong this week. And now she looks like an angry suburban housewife. So we may have to take her back in today. You may come with me on a road trip where I have to go back in. And now I need to speak to a manager. I need to speak to a manager about my dog who wants to speak to the manager because her hair is all business. You've changed something in the way you've been doing my hair. And I don't like it. It's funny. She looks like Flock of Seagulls. You'll see. (laughs) It's just like a weird little tuft on top of her head. And I thought I would do it and fix it, but then- my husband told me not to touch her head with no. sharp items. She looks like um, uh, Melissa McCarthy, that video that you showed me last week. Ah, Marble's Hearthgrove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these ribs are real savory. <laughs> I have questions for you. Well, there's okay. so much to talk about. All right. Let's. I made you go to a psychic. I... <laughs> Let's come out with it. I made you go to a psychic because I said, I can't hear you bitch about this job anymore. I'm going to leave it to the professionals. You're going to overpay for a person to tell you what's coming down the pike. What did you think? (laughs) Well, I thought it was more of like psychic slash career counselor. Yes. Intuitive counselor. That's really what he bills himself as. Okay. I called him a psychic. I didn't get that part of it. So that's what I was kind of looking for. The psychic or the intuitive counseling? The intuitive counseling. So here's the thing. I try, I <laughs> love these things. Um, You're I don't the most the- open-minded, <laughs> closed-minded person that's I know. That's right. That's right. I'm so open, I'm closed. Yes. So um, I am, you know, if, if things kind of are like a rocky start, I'm a little bit like- <laughs> Already out of the gate, I'm you're a little worried. bit like, hmm- Okay. okay. So when you're late for my appointment. Oh, he was late. And I'm paying you. I'm immediately like, I've done, because I'm Catholic. I did something wrong. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not at the right building. I'm not on the right floor. Like yeah, yeah, panic. Yeah. So now I'm in a panic state because no one's come out to greet me. That's the best way to go into a psychic reading is right. completely with panic. your sphincter tightened. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Total panic. Um, I sit down and he... It's kind of futzing with his phone a couple times. I literally just turned off my phone. Yeah. As you were saying this. Because <laughs> I want to uh, make you feel comfortable. <laughs> and um he uh he's like, you know, I feel like you uh you have a so- strong uh spiritual sense. You're very intuitive. God, it just, it's just a vague it's like over- statement. It's like overwhelming. He's like, Do you have you ever like, you know, did you have a lot of imaginary friends growing up? And I said, No. He's <laughs> like, Are you very spiritual? I said, <laughs> No. He has no said, idea like, what is sitting across from him. I, like, I did this no. for the comedy. I did. 
And like, uh, well, I'm glad because it was like 250 bucks, you bitch. I know. <laughs> I didn't say comedy was cheap. <laughs> so he kind of goes on. I'm just kind of like, I'm like, well, maybe it's just like, maybe you're picking up someone else. Yeah, it's a tight office. Right. He's in an office space. Right. And then he kind of- Could be Joan from accounting. He kind of goes on these little tangents and I'm like- of things that aren't like, he's like, oh, I like your watch. Or I like this. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Are we dating? <laughs> is <this> speed dating? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he's super lovely. And it just seemed like I was I was with like a clairvoyant who had ADD. And I was talking to everyone else in the room but me. But I'm like, whoever, I'm like, whoever but you're talking about. at least they knew it. <laughs> yeah. Whoever you're talking about sounds awesome. He did not, not see not that coming. That You're not talking to me. Really? What did he say? Because he um, draws you in the beginning. When you sit down, he gives you like a drawing and here's the basic overview of what I, right. or the read that I get on you. Right. I wish I brought that in, but I forgot. Um, oh, did you get a copy? I didn't get to keep a copy. Oh, yeah. You got to oh, frame yeah. it? Probably not. Wouldn't I'm, it be funny if he flipped it, if he's drawing, drawing, and he turns around, and it looks like one of the caricature artists from Times Square? Like, why is my head so big? My Do you like so tiny? skateboards? <laughs> uh, if I look into your future, I can see you like surfing. <laughs> Just at Times Square. Do you like the beach? Does anybody hate the beach? <laughs> yes, I do. What? I hate the beach. So he draws a picture of So you. he draws a picture. Like <clears throat> It kind of seemed like he was kind of getting into it. And then all of a sudden he started to get into me and I'm like, oh, that's, okay, that's accurate. Okay. So he okay. drew a picture and he drew some things. That he saw. That we can't talk about. Oh. And I was like, that's accurate. He's like, I can see that you have a two-inch penis. I'm like, that is accurate. Just because the pants are tight. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. cold in here though. It's really cold. I yeah. just went swimming. I had a nice bath. Office space air conditioning. Yeah. Oh God, it's cold. Um, so he saw the, those things without you prompting right. him. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. So now you're more on board. Right. And he's okay. like, and you need to forgive yourself for doing something in 2009, 2000, <gasps> 2010, 2008, 2008, nine or 10. Oh, wait, he scrolled around. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? I'm thinking in my I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what I did last weekend. Much but, less 2009. Yeah. I would be terrible in a murder trial. <laughs> Where were wearing, you on the? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, think it was I don't know. Corner. Was she wearing a dress? I think so. Or she was wearing slacks. I drank away half of know. my memories. Ew, slacks. Never say slacks. that again on this podcast. Slacks. That is the first and last time, sir. Actually, this is the second time I've said it because you didn't let me say it again, but I just did now. God damn it. We can edit it out. No, you can't. Power. I'm married to the editor. Uh, I'm so, sleeping with him too. So he gave you a general three-year time frame in which something right. happened. Now, was I this still don't accurate? Know. Well, so I feel be. like somewhere in that zone, you were, you were like, "Well, fuck this," and you got rid of the manager. You stopped paying attention to all of that stuff, and you sort of took a step away. Well, I don't know. Maybe, Yay! maybe you're right, but I don't know. I'm a psychic. I doubt it. So I'm supposed to be like, he was, the more he was like describing me, I'm like, you're not describing me. You're describing Robert Downey Jr. in the movie Heart and Souls. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> like, that's so all I'm thinking about is like, where's my Kira Sedwick? Where is everybody? Where's my were, Alfrey Woodard? If I were a storefront psychic, I would literally describe <laughs> the person that I saw walking by the window to the person who was sitting in front of me. It's like, 
Oh, I see that you're kind of a heavy set man who walks a small. You need a Pomeranian. That's you need to get a and a crepe. You need a Pomeranian and a crepe. Just describe what they're seeing as it walks by. That's sure. a genius psychic. That's a good character. So I was kind of um, in my mind. My mind just went elsewhere because mm-hmm. I've had the movie Heart and Soul stuck in my head forever because I loved it. <laughs> still love it, but it's I'm classic. like, but I'm still kind of like. No. He's not hitting anything. Okay. Um, For the record, in the two times that I've seen him, met with him, uh he is not on for everything that he says. Like I said, once upon a time, he told me that I need to make sandwiches. I see you making sandwiches. You should make sandwiches. And I was like, I am terrified of carbs. So you're totally wrong. Oh, I think I took some notes. Oh, oh, please take out your notebook. Oh, this is very exciting. It's Psychic Sunday here at the pod. Um. Mm. Now you took notes as you were going along, or is this after? Because you record the session and then you oh. can listen to it afterwards. <laughs> He's like, I see a baby. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you have definitely got the wrong fucking kid You are here. definitely reading Joan from accounting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck this is. Oh, no. Is it, did you want a baby at some point? I'm like- I maybe I had I have two dogs. One was passed. he like? Do you want a baby at some point? And you say for dinner? Yeah, uh, maybe in front of a speeding train. But no, nothing, <laughs> nothing for me to own. No, own. Um, and um, he said that I have a lot of mind clutter. I'm like, uh, well, you live, I in, live New in New York. Where else are you going to store yeah. things? Genius. I'm like, he's like, it feels like you like your there. Your brain is always on. I'm like, correct. It is. That's correct. Um, what I said. I'm. Oh, he said that I'm really great at beginning things, but not so great at finishing things. Uh-oh. So you need someone to help you finish. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I could go downtown for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can just go to the snowflakes. It would have been funnier street. if at that moment you left the reading. <laughs> I'm out. I'm finished. You know what? You're right about that. And another thing. Click, click. God, he is so accurate. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. But is that true about you? Um, I feel like he's reading me, except for the baby part. Right. Um, he's like, there's this uh, gray cloud. Did you ever suffer from depression? Or and I literally just burst out laughing. I'm like... <laughs> Did I ever suffer from depression? I live in New York, part two. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Of course I did. I'm here. I born. Yeah. I wouldn't be sitting in front of a stranger Do looking for dip- advice on what's going to happen in my future if I had everything in line. Why would I be here? Exactly. Um, she's like, you might want to take some vitamin C. I'm like, oh my God. You told me to take zinc. Uh-huh. He did read that I was like just slightly sick, which maybe I'm always a little bit ill. You are. Am I? Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel yeah. lovely. I feel. <coughs> so. My name is Aaron McGuire. Welcome to the show. I like that he sort of scrolled through right before he met with you, like a book of general things to say to New Yorkers. Yeah. yeah. You um, saw a man take a dump on the two train today. My God! How did you know? He um, he started like by the time he was warm, I was ready to go. 
You know, like yeah. I'd, I'd already like, you know, he had. Oh, you were ready to leave? Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. So what was he saying that was warm? Um, well, I think like this finishing part was good. He's like, you get great ideas. Um, and it's like, you can, ex- you have a hard time actually executing it all. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, he's like, he's like the energy around you. You can really do anything that you want. And I'm like, that's what my mom says every day I talk to her. Yeah. I mean, you really can do anything, Pat. Oh, isn't that cute? Like, and then I don't like, think so. You can do anything but turn on that fan because I'm freezing right now and you better not cool this place down, Patty. So, so was um, there anything he said about that that was like calming to you? Was there anything that did you leave there a little bit more settled feeling? Okay, well, I know that this is happening. Because I got to um, be honest, I had a, a very good reading with him. It was just very, it was very vague. But yet it was very like a little bit like Tony Robbins, oh, which was good. Yeah. Because sometimes you just in this city, I'll take it. Like if a homeless person was like, nice pants. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. I do. And then get But what if a homeless car. person was like, you have to leave your job and you need to find a better place and people to surround yourselves with? I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> I'm late for work. Can I have some change? Wow, this is layered. But you know what we have to do first? Celebrate the moments of our lives with some international coffee. We can do that. Or we can <laughs> welcome you all to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. Yay! Yay! We're back. And I am your host, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> and I'm Lisa Kiddens. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Oh. Feels so good now. That is so right. You know what? That's a sound I'm going to be hearing a lot tonight. Oh, that is the longest flush I've ever. Okay, now we're wasting water. And we wonder why Flint has a problem. Look, I'm going to be hearing that sound a lot tonight. I think he's prepping me. I'm very excited. He's prepping me for his colon blow. Yep. I love that. That's right. My Jules is going into the doctor tomorrow for his very first and not to be last colonoscopy. Love him. Which means that I will be spending the night in a hotel because I don't want to hear the ghouls and goblins that are about to fly out of his ass. I I wish there was a video. The worst part is I told my mother that this is happening and every day now she gives me advice to give to him. Tell Jim to get Vaseline. What? <laughs> and Gatorade, Vaseline and Gatorade. These are the things that I need to get from my old, crusty, colony husband. Mm. Yeah, he's going to have a blowout, and I'm glad that you're here for the beginning of it because he has to start prepping tonight. Well, I'm not helping him. No, you'll be around. You'll be around for the first swig. He has to drink that weird soapy water, whatever cleans out your insides. Look, this is going to happen to you, so get ready, son. You're not that far off from getting this done. I'm not going to do it. You're going to be clean as a whistle. I'm already clean as a whistle. I know. That's why I feel like they won't even need to knock you out to find out what they need. Is that it? That all you got? (laughs) I dare you to try me. (laughs) Take the glove off. Come on. What is that, a picket fence? So, yes, we have- this before. It's going to be a fun night for everybody involved here at the Pineapple Ranch. So it's another week here at Deer Pod. And um, if you haven't already and you're listening to us right now, why haven't you rated? Why haven't you reviewed? Why haven't you 
subscribed. subscribed. Give us this, the fancy little five star re- little clicky thing. It's so easy to do. Just give us five. It really is. Give me five, baby. I want to. I want to read Just some more reviews now. Ten cents in a toll free phone call. And you can follow us online at all of the social media at Dear Pod Official across the board. We have a fancy new Facebook page, it's which somebody gorgeous. has already sullied, of course, because Facebook is a garbage fire. Some random guy got on there and <laughs> posted a picture of like a 70-year-old guy wearing a see-through bra. And he just said, this is as good a place as any to post this. God, like I he was just fans. looking to drop that. So if you're out there and you've posted us a picture of a guy in a bra, we want to thank you for at least reaching out. Yeah. And touching something. Yeah. That These was, are our uh, fans. That is our demographic right there, beautiful. people who post bra pictures. Um, we would love it if you would email us also. We love your advice questions, and we want more of them. Please. Please. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, and visit us at our website, dearpodofficial.com. In the meantime, <clears throat> while you're doing all this rating, reviewing, clicking, subscribing, scrolling, touching, bumping, flipping. Oh, Passing a lot, pooping like tonight. Um, Please come and see me not poop and come and see if my jewels is standing upright. So I have a new date for Caroline's on Broadway. I will be headlining Caroline's on Broadway Thursday, October 10th at 730. Historic Caroline's on Broadway. Uh, Yes, originally my date was September 11th, and I'm so glad it got pushed back. Let's be honest. And I'm bringing some fabulously talented people with me. I had to, because of my gear shift, switch one comic up because, you know, we're a very busy people. So sure. I'll be joined by Gianmarco Ceresi, Carrie Coddett, and now the fabulous Ian Lara, who was just on um, NBC's Bring the Funny. Really cool, cool guy. Awesome lineup. It's going to be a fun night. So go to carolines.com to get your tickets or my website, which is erinmaguire.com. There's a direct link there for tickets. That's M-A-G-U-I-R-E dot Come. Oh, God, so much business getting out of the way. You know what I need after all this business? I need a vacation. You need to get that business out. Vacation, all I ever wanted. Vacations. Ah, Yes, vacations. So let's talk about vacations today. We have a couple articles that we're going to read to each other, things that people have written in. In case you don't know and you're tuning in for the first time, we are a comedy advice podcast where we look back. Let's look back at the... Newspaper column, uh, write-in advice columns, days of your, you know, dear Anne Landers, dear Abby. Uh, so, yes, let's talk about vacations. Are there any um, major things you'd like to discuss about vacations before we jump in, or do you want to just jump right in? What's your favorite vacation you've ever taken? Um, well, my lover and I um, <laughs> took a vacation several years ago. Um and we started off in Iceland before everyone <gasps> was going to Iceland. Oh, the Kardashians ruined it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we went to Iceland for, I think, 24 hours. And then, because we had a layover. In uh, Iceland? Yeah. Where were you? Where was your final destination? Mm. Wouldn't it be funny if you said Atlanta? Des Moines. We Iceland. Iceland. Then we went to, um, I think we went to Paris and then Vienna. Damn, bougie. And then London. How long were you gone? And then back gone? to Iceland and then home. So you got two days essentially in Iceland. Yeah, I guess. 
coming and going. Did you go to that pool where you put stuff on your face? Yes. The Blue Lagoon? Yes. No Brooke Shields. Kind of disappointed. Not even a picture. That, how long were you gone? I think like seven days or something like that. You did all of that in seven days and you didn't kill each other. No. Do you vacation well together? I think so. That is an important thing. My husband and I, we, Jules and I, we vacation very well together. We do it very well. We have a hard time relaxing though. Our vacations are never a relaxing vacation. We don't do that well. We can't like sit on a beach and just be there for days. Mm. I need to have activities. Right. I I mean, I can be on the, I need to give myself like a time limit on a beach. Oh, I'm not good. I combust. Or I need something to do. Yeah. I'm not one for sitting still. Yeah. I'm very edgy. Like lawn darts or something. Yeah. Anything to, you know. I, I, my favorite vacations were Napa Valley and Hawaii. I would mm. go to those two places again in a heartbeat. But what was your worst vacation experience? I think maybe Vegas because I absolutely detest Vegas. Yeah. I just, you get your max of Vegas within two, three days. That's the most that you should ever go to Vegas. Two, three hours, I was done. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. It's trash. It's gross. I don't like it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what my worst vacation was. It's probably with my parents. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's the worst. I mean. Disney. At the- oh, my God. That is the worst vacation. Oh. I don't care for Disney. What? At a certain point, you're done. Or you become that adult that gets like weirdly obsessed with Disney. And I am not that person anymore. I don't. I used to love going every now and then. And every now and then you feel like you have to scratch the itch. But we decided to go, like my family, we take big group trips together, which is awesome. That sounds fucking terrifying. No, for us, it's good because we just laugh our asses off. We're a ridiculous group of people. So if you vacation well together, then all is well. But we decided to go to Disney as a group, and we thought a good time to go would be after all the holidays. So a weird week in January. Who's going to be there? No. Well, because Disney is a monster money-making machine, they know that, and they put the Disney marathons the week after New Year's. So we went there, and it was like a group of us, and it was marathon weekend, totally packed, and- we got a couple rooms at like the yacht club or the beach club or something on the ground floor facing out to the lagoon. Oh, oh, it was going to be awesome. Is that where the kid was eaten by the alligator? Oh, no, that's the Polynesian. Again, another mark against going to Disney. One kid gets it and that's it. So <clears throat> we get rooms and we think everything's going to be fine beyond packed and they do nothing but just cater to the marathon people. So there's whole swaths of the park that are just like marked off that you can't go to. The marathon starts because, you know, people aren't running this marathon starts at 5 a.m. And people line up with their chairs and cowbells at 5 a.m. Some woman is clanking a cowbell right outside our hotel room. And my cousin said the only thing that she heard was my voice from the other room go, I'm going to kill, I'm going to shove that cowbell up that woman's ass. She might like it. Have a magical fucking gathering. Welcome to Disney World. And then I punched Goofy in the nuts. It was a very aggressive time. I did see my husband lose his mind and he's a Disney person. And by the end of that, he he snapped. How so? It was, uh, he had to get a little souvenir for his sister or something, right? It was like for Jennifer who was taking care 
Oh, he wanted to get a gift for a friend of ours who was taking care of our dog as a thank you. And we go into one of the 5,000 souvenir shops. It's our, this is our last hurrah. It's the final night. We just need to get this souvenir and go. The one thing he sees that he likes is this little blanket that looks cute and comfy and cozy. And he goes to buy it. And they say, oh, you can't buy that without a $50 purchase of something else. What? Like you're still purchasing the blanket, but in order to buy the blanket, you need to pay more money to buy a $25 blanket. Oh no, you can't just buy that on its own. You need to buy $50 worth of merchandise in this store. What? And I watch the skin split on his head, peel back to reveal, you know, the demon from Insidious? Darth Maul. No. Well, anybody listening that's not you, that's smart, that's a nerd, will know what I'm talking about. He lost his mind. He was like, <laughs> okay, here's one. Father of the Bride. The movie Father of the Bride was Steve Martin. When the he loses his bun. shit on the hot dog buns, this was his hot dog bun moment. And he was like, I just want to buy the blanket. I need to speak to your manager. And then I showed him my dog Izzy's right. haircut. And then he was like, I'll get a manager, sir. It's okay. Please just don't leave a bad Yelp review. And he lost it at the manager. You mean to tell me that I can't buy... This is Gilbert Gottfried, apparently, yeah. I'm married to. Yeah. I can't buy a $25 blanket without buying $50 worth of merchandise in your store. Do you want to see the receipts from the money that I have spent in your establishments for the past seven days? It was the most magnificent monologue I have ever seen performed by a human being. I think actually at one point all the Better lights went Hal out Holbrook? and the spotlight came oh. down on him. Yeah, no, fuck our town. <laughs> Not worth it. This was an American masterpiece. Tennessee Williams couldn't have written it better if he had tried. All right, let's do some mm. articles. What do you say? The Baltimore Sun, Baltimore, Maryland, September 24th, 1994. Mm. Vacation driver thinks friends took advantage. Mm-hmm. Dear Abby, I recently took a vacation trip with two friends to a place 700 miles from here. We agreed to divide the expenses equally. We used my car, and I volunteered to do the driving, which put 2,000 miles on my car. The gasoline came to about $34 a piece. I own a very expensive car, which I paid for myself, and I did all the driving. My question, should I have to... Should I have to share equally in the cost of the gasoline since I provided the car? If I were a passenger, I'd feel obligated to contribute a lot more than just one-third of the gasoline. One of the passengers did treat me to a dinner at an inexpensive franchise-type restaurant on the way <laughs> Golden Corral. to show her, quote-unquote, appreciation. I'm taking you to Cracker Barrel! <laughs> Obviously, I need to educate my passengers and come to some sort of understanding about expenses. But I'm sure that, but I'm not sure what would be a fair assessment. Please advise me, Abby. I'm sure others would like to know also. Signed, Loyal Reader. Mm. Dear Reader, I agree. Your passenger should have contributed more than one-third of the cost of the gasoline. You paid for the cost of servicing your car before the trip, and there's also the wear and tear on your brakes and tires to be considered. However, you agreed beforehand to divide the expenses equally with your two friends. So it's too late to change the terms of the arrangement now. Chalk this up to a learning experience. I would have given the exact same advice. The exact. This bitch 
<laughs> like, wait, which is she bitch? for real? Abby? No, it's like I own a very expensive. Shut up. Oh, it's funny that you said that. I pictured a guy. Weirdly. Hmm. So that's why when you said this bitch, I was like, don't talk about Abby like that. I agree with her. I, d- I, <clears throat> I don't know. That's some, that's some major splitting hairs amongst the friends. You got some cheap friends, brother. Just throw a little extra their way. I would do that. But instead, I'm going to bring you to the Cracker Barrel for some cheapo dumplings. And I also, like, I have a very expensive car. They bought me a, like a, a very cheap meal. Yeah. I have, I am driving a Rolls Royce and you take me to Sizzler? Sizzler. <sighs> I miss that. Yeah. I don't but really, I would, what were you going to say? I don't really, like, if I would ever drive anybody, it, sometimes I have them pay, like, I don't think I've ever gone 700 miles with. That's a lot of miles. What is that from here? I don't know. That's like, what, New Hampshire is probably about 200 something. That's a lot. It's like they're going to Florida. And you only got one fucking meal from your friend? That is cheap. It is cheap, but that's, you know, that's just tacky. You got to throw more their way. Like at least like a handy J or something. <laughs> They're taking, because it's not just about head. gas, but it is about mileage. I will say this as somebody who has always been the driver at these, these situations. Um, okay. All right. Going back to this. Do we have anything more to say on this? I like that I looked at Jim like he's part of this conversation. I don't think so, my sweetheart. No. I'm going to give you one now from the Daily Republic. Give it to me good. From Mitchell, South Dakota, September 7th, 1972, a Thursday. Mm. Vacation attitude lacks toleration. Dear Ann Landers, my husband and I just returned from a 10-day trip that I will call a vacation for lack of a better word. Actually, it was hell in an automobile. When two high-strung, <laughs> short-tempered people are incarcerated in a car for 12 hours a day at a stretch, one begins to consider the advantages of murder. My husband thinks of a trip as the shortest distance between two points. He takes charge, bossing, bullying, barking orders, and making demands. He will tolerate no browsing, no time to enjoy anything, no opportunity to learn. He even resents it when I ask him to stop so I can use the restroom. <laughs> He'll pull off the road for lunch or supper at the crummiest dives you can imagine. At home, he wouldn't think of eating in a greasy spoon joint, but when we're on vacation, anything is good enough. If I take the wheel to relieve him for a while, he criticizes my driving and yells the whole time. I'm turning into Anne as I'm reading this. I can feel it. (laughs) After an hour, my head feels like a block of concrete. I hate these annual driving trips and have suggested that we take separate vacations. In fact, it would be a vacation for me if he'd go alone and leave me at home. I don't care where he goes, with whom, or how long he stays. He won't hear of it. I must go. Be a referee, please. Let him see what he looks like in the paper. Never the champion in Tennessee. Didn't it sound like Anne wrote this to herself? Yes. So this is Anne's response. Dear Never, I cast my vote with you, lady. I think your husband should go by himself and let you spend those 10 days at home. And while you're there, why don't you do some writing? I love the way you put words together. Anne! She wrote her own letter. She wrote her own letter. That's what it feels like to me. She's like, man. The, the only way that Jules I can tell like, Jules. There's no, there's no letters. There's no letters. What do you mean there's no letters? Mailbag's empty. Well, hold on. 
They just came back from Niagara Falls. I have some things I need to say to him, and this is the only way I can get through to him. The most passive-aggressive way. Aggressively. Yeah. There is, there is no passive. No, this it's is just all aggressive. all aggressive all the time. I I really think that Anne wrote this to us. Never, never the champion in Tennessee. Bullshit. That's Anne. So uh, car trips. Did you go on a lot of car trips with your parents when you were driving to Wisconsin and back? Because well, that's that, the only that's place it. you went to vacation. That's the only place I went on vacation. And it's only an hour and a half away from my house. But all your brothers and sisters were so much older than you. How many people went on vacation together? Well, the only vacation was there in Wisconsin. So it was all of you going there? Well, no, not all at once. But You couldn't all fit in one car. Well, we had a station wagon until... Someone was siphoning gas out of it one time, and then they <gasps> sold it. What? It was parked behind our house. So Childhood they s- memories. So wait, oh, somebody yes. else was siphoning gas out of your car, so your parents cool. were like, well, the only way to solve this is, is to sell the car. Well, I think we had like three. I mean, there were so many of us at one point. And then, um, you know, everyone has, it's the summer, so everyone has like a job. So it ended up being like my sister and I and my mom going. So I never was, I don't re- really remember being packed into a car. We never did a big, huge family road trip in a car. I don't remember that. The longest distance that I think I've driven, well, I've driven with my jewels, was driving from New York to Florida and back. And I will never do it again. Sure. For some reason, we both got like Ebola halfway through the ride. Somewhere in Nashville, something went wrong. Yeah. We were forced to eat at an olive garden. Forced. I've never felt my body instantly expand when I put something in my mouth before, but the amount of sodium. I had a soup. It's terrifying. And then I took a sip of water and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like a blowfish. Yeah. <laughs> the Michelin man, instantly. <laughs> this is unreal. Can you roll me out to the car and then squeeze me? Check, please. <laughs> now, we were always in New Hampshire. And this was like before all the chains were really taking over New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And our version of McDonald's was a place called Burger Chef in Plastow, New Hampshire. Oh, I loved it so much. They had such good Burger burgers. Burger Chef. So it wasn't quite a king. No, no. He, he had to he work his way up. He's just a guy. He's just, just a blue a... collar guy making burgers. I'm just a Burger Chef. Just a Burger Chef. No cape, no, no. crown. And I don't know why we decided to travel with our cat because cats always love cars. <laughs> And we didn't put it in a carrier, so we let it wander around. And we went to the drive-thru. Family Robinson. We yeah, we were very earthy people. (laughs) Not the smartest bunch. No. We went to the Burger Chef drive-thru and we had to order. We didn't want to get out of the car because we had Ernie with us. So my mother cracked the window just a little bit and she was like, I'll have two burgers. And Ernie had this caterwall that was like it sounded like a human. You know when cats just get to that point where they're like, yeah, mama, and then they say like a no, <laughs> one, I don't know one what English word in the middle of a scream. So my mother rolled down the window just a crack to order it. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the person working inside just to hear what it sounded like when my mother's like, we'll have four burgers, two fries, and mama. <laughs> That's your cat? Yes. Yeah, every now and then, she would wall so much. If you like, you put her in a wall, whale, 
whatever the word is. My cat would wail so much if she was in a car with us, but we just let her wander around. She was like on the verge of feral. Gross. But every now and then, this is what happens when you travel with a cat in a car. Guess who doesn't travel with a cat in a car? No kitty on titty lady. This fella right here. Well, you can't because your face would implode. Shut the hell up. What do you say? Are we moving on to another? Or do you just like this woman? Do you want to talk any more about her? What woman? The woman who... who... <laughs> I think I've lost it. I, I think I have too. I feel myself flatlining and we only yep. have to do this five more hours. That's fine. This is good. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Except if you're Correct. at Disney, in which case your marathon will last two weeks. Great Falls Tribune, Great Falls, Montana. April 21st, 1969. Dear Abby, a very dear friend of mine has three children all in school. Her husband is begging her to go to Florida with him for a two-week vacation, but she's the type who can't leave her children. (laughs) Wait, wait, pause for eye roll. There. Her husband works hard and he needs a vacation. That's all caps. But she says she won't go without the children. He says, with, all caps, the children, it's no vacation. It's not like she'd be leaving them on a doorstep. She has good help in the house, and her her own mother has offered to move into the house to supervise. But no, this foolish mother won't go. How can I convince her that it is her duty to go with her husband? She says if she goes, she'll worry. I'm only thinking of her poor husband. Signed, a dear friend. Dear, dear friend, I'm thinking of her, quote unquote, poor husband too, and I can't imagine anything worse than being with a martyred wife who vacations with her husband out of duty. She'll have a rotten time because she's all too set to worry, and he'll have a rotten time too. She'll see to that. Stay out of it. Oh, well, she is feeling me today. I, I completely agree. First of all, dear, dear friend, why is it your business? This is why I feel like they're writing. It's asking for a friend, but it's really you. Or she's sleeping with the husband. Why would she encourage her to leave with him then? What's she going to do to the kids while they're gone? It just seems a little bit too like, mm, I'm just thinking of him. It is weird. Ask. Why? I'm just thinking of maybe how I she should can go. Maybe I should husband. go instead of his wife. I don't know. Oh, well, that's fine. I'll take a vacation yeah, with him. Yeah, maybe you can just vacation in my mouth. I don't know. <laughs> um, What a weird... Article. I can see. I would probably do the same thing. What do you mean? I don't know. I think. Who would do this? I had a hard time leaving my dog. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. It's an issue. Right now, imagine if you actually had progeny that you'd be. Three kids is a lot. I would also feel like I would feel nervous for the kids. I wouldn't stop thinking about that, and it's a lot to put on one person. The grandmother. What's grandma And their do? delicate frame, three kids. That's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, don't tell the babysitter's dead. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Um, I think it's your turn, toots. Oh, you don't want to talk about this anymore. I just did. Well, uh, uh, I guess I'm being shut down. Well, my down. point is don't have any fucking kids. Patrick, you're saying no. You're saying no to the experience. And this podcast is relying on you to decide that it is successful. Listen to the storefront psychic. (laughs) Jesus. All right. 
I've got the Abilene. I see Starbucks in your future. Well, it's right behind you. <laughs> oh, well, I see another Starbucks in your future. There's see, two across the street, lady. I see you getting me a grande coconut latte with almond milk. Could you do that? I already ordered it. That's why I was on my phone. So I it's just, all ready to pick up. I just up. have gout, and I really can't get up to get that, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. So if you go over there, and they, they ask you for the name, just say psychic. And get me a blondie, too. They said, I know it's going to be there. I know. I can, I can sense it. I can already see it going to my That's ass great. as soon as I eat it. Oh, and the C train is here. Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> the psychic that just states facts about New York, things that you just see every day. All right, I guess that improv has come to a close. And and scene. Release. Here's one from the Abilene Reporter News, Abilene, Texas, where they love Cracker Barrel. October 13th, 1962. I love a Shoney's. I hate a Shoney's. That, that reminds me of a shitty car trip as a Shoney's. I don't know what a Shoney's Oh, see, then you don't know. You haven't lived a life. Vacation True. taking matter of choice. I'll do it in a Texas accent. Okay, Let's switch it up. Yeah. Dear Ed Landers, now that most people have had their vacations, I'd like to ask if you think my husband and I are crazy or is it the rest of the world? Almost everyone we know takes two or three week vacation during the summer. They work like dogs all year long and look forward to that glorious time when they can forget about the alarm clock and take life easy. So what do they do? They plan a motor trip and drive 3,000 miles with the kids and the dog in the back seat. Naturally, they come home exhausted. Others try to see the whole world in 18 days. The major part of their so-called vacation is spent packing, unpacking, soaking their feet in hot water, rinsing out things in a basin the size of a bird bath, and sleeping on lumpy mattresses in third-class hotels. They come home half dead, but armed with their 350 color slides of their trip. My husband and I don't take a summer vacation. We are weekenders. Every Saturday morning, we take off for some small town within driving distance. We shop, bowl a few games, and have a good dinner and sleep at a fine motel. We loaf in the sun, meet nice people, and get home Sunday evening refreshed. When vacation time comes, we stay home and do the general repair work on our home. Which make, which plan makes the most sense to you? Signed, V.L. Is she, like, writing romance novels? What the fuck is this yeah, She really marinated in that. <laughs> Angry romance novels. First it was anger, and then it was like, my husband and I do. We out, we make our homemade poppers, and then what we do. Like she- and we take him to the beach, and then we feed them to each other, you know? <laughs> you know, like lovers do. I put grape jelly in between his toes. Ew! No! Do you know that's why I can't say or hear that word? Grape jelly? No! that No, it's the other one. The T word. Yes! Stop it, stop, stop, stop saying it over and over again. That is it's so not stupid. Like, you are so, so dumb. It's so much worse than slacks. It's so... Slacks? The visual you just gave me. I love me. slacks. I want to take my brain out and clean slacks. it. Slacks. I got to go to the storefront psychic. <laughs> I don't feel right. Do you see me breaking up with Patrick in the future? Please say yes. Please. Give me the answer. He's making the decision. The answer here. Dear VL, this is purely a matter of choice and has no bearing on sense or nonsense. Wait, is it VL or VL? VL. (laughs) (laughs) It's like P-E all over again. Dear VL. Dear VL. You are hard to chew. Dear VL, I'm conflicted about how I feel about eating you. (laughs) You're still stuck in my teeth. You're delicious, but you're controversial. (laughs) 
<laughs> but when I pound you out nice and thin and put some breadcrumbs on you, I forget about my morals. Dear VL, this is purely a matter of choice and has no bearing on sense or nonsense. Frequent short vacations are ideal for a childless couple. Larger families are better off to take the long haul. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's lame. She's I've a, read these, but... She's, that's the lamest answer. It was almost like she, she was doing it, and in the middle, the doorbell rang, and then she never came back to right. this answer again. That she's like, oh! Weekend vacations are... My I'll, martini's ready. I'll sign for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my shoes have arrived. And uh, long vacations are for uh, bigger other families. People. Other people. Uh, other village people. Some people like YM, bread CA. and some people like not bread. I, Gotta go. <laughs> Anne. Uh, write the songs. Jules that, fell over. <laughs> I have to go and take care of him. Uh, Anne. Anne. Um. I want to know if they go on vacations every weekend, is what it sounds like. It sounds like every Saturday they take off and spend a different hotel. They got a lot of money. Yeah. Well, they're childless. Well. Isn't it the way to be? It really is. We take vacations all the time. I love a day trip. I really do. I enjoy that. But. I think if I didn't live in Manhattan, I'd probably, I don't know, take more vacations. take more vacations? Well, because you could afford more vacations. I probably could. That's why you have to move to Brooklyn. Do you think that you'd save money moving out to Brooklyn? No. What a weird question that you finally coast through and you get printed in Ann Landers. And it's like, people have everything wrong with their vacations, don't they? Or are we doing it? What a stupid, weird... Why? It seems... You know what it seems Let people do their own thing. She just wanted to gloat about her... Yes, she did. She wanted to be in print. She's pissed at her... Gladys Kravitz is pissed at her neighbor. I figured out the best way to vacation. Here's what I do. So you never go anywhere for any extended period of time. Where's the fun in that? You never go anywhere past two hours outside of your house. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't believe in staycations, though. Because I would never... A lot of people say that. And that's what she says is that they stay at home for the week that they take of their vacation. No. I would never... If I had a vacation week and I could do that and just take off, which I know that we all live an alternative lifestyle, so I don't know. Vacation is like, is always a working vacation for me. If I were to stay at home, I'd probably polish my silver. Yeah. I'd buff my floor. I don't even have silver, but then I would I don't even have it. a floor. Right. You know, but because I would do the OCD same thing. would kick in. Yeah, I couldn't ever just sit still and be. There would be a million projects that mm-hmm. I would do. And I'd only finish one. Because you don't follow through on anything. That's Except you. for this podcast when That's you decide right. it's a success. You decide. And speaking of things for people to decide, we have some questions to answer from our listeners. And listen to mail. Listen to mail. I am so hungry. Listen to mail. I've been up since 5 a.m. That's your own fault. Let's listen to the mail. I have no blood sugar. It's time for listening. All right. All right. So this is the uh, segment where we read your questions that need answers, some advice questions that you've sent to us. And we love it when you send them to us, we please. We really, really do. Patrick, tell them where to send questions. To dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Oh, well, listen questions. to that sultry voice that my mother loves from you so much. She likes you better than me, and if this is a problem. If you have a question, send it to dearpodofficial at gmail.com. That was good. You got it out eventually. Yeah. Or you can always write to us on any of our social media at Dear Pot Official. 
But we know that already, don't we? Oh, right. All right. Okay. I'll read the question. Oh, will you? Yes, I've oh, decided. You, you've you made a decision. I have made a decision. I am leaving the podcast. Oh! Can we get Gilbert Gottfried? Late! I'm back! Oh. <laughs> that was Jerry Lewis. <laughs> that was Jerry Lewis. We're going to dethaw Jerry Lewis for this podcast if you decide that you don't want to be a part of it. It is up to you. It is up to me. All right, go ahead. Here we go. Dear Pod, my husband and I have been happily married for 13 years. We have fun together and rarely fight, yet our biggest strife is the fact that I like to be early or on time to special occasions, engagements, and he is always running late. I end up getting so stressed out before we walk out the door that I enter what should be a fun evening in a foul mood. People look at me and scowl when we walk into a reservation 15 minutes late, and I want to scream, It's not because of me! As a side note, he can be perfectly on time for business meetings or his fantasy football draft. What am I doing wrong? Signed, always late, but not pregnant. I like that you paused football draft because you were like, what's a football draft? I don't know am I right? I, don't I know knew what, it. I don't know what. What is a football draft? I don't uh, know. We've had a question that was similar to this before. It is. It is... Not foreign to us. Yes, this topic. I would be curious to hear how you respond to this one. Well, I'll give Ampy's response, and then I'll tell you my thoughts. Oh, go ahead. Dear Always Late But Not Pregnant, let me begin by saying that I don't know what fantasy football is exactly, <laughs> and can only assume it is a bunch of grown men, and I use that term loosely, coming up with yet another idea to hang on to their manhood slash boyhood, like that ridiculous trend of building man caves, having video game parties, Dungeons and Dragons reenactments, attending Comic-Con, or wearing boxer briefs. There is no doubt in my mind that these goonies will always be on time for something, rather anything, that begins with the word fantasy. Fantasy Island, Fantasy Suite, Fantasy Life. The only fantasy... I would like them to enjoy is the 1995 mega-hit single Fantasy off her fifth <laughs> studio album with the same name. Mariah Carey's Fantasy became Mimi's ninth number one single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, not to be overlooked by the remix featuring ODB, a.k.a. Old Dirty Bastard. What's wrong with you? Moving on. I cannot tell you how many letters I receive about the very topic of husbands and their tardiness. Every time Dory brings me my mailbag filled with treasures from my readers, there's usually a handful of vodka bottles, travel size Chanel number no. five, oil of Olay samples, and a small yet neat stack of letters devoted to husbands and their total lack of respect when it comes to the topic of time. I would say adjust your clocks to make it 25 minutes faster or tell your main squeeze the wrong time of the event so that you're actually on time. But it seems to me that you need something better. Something stronger. Lube and poppers won't be able to handle this hot dog of a problem. So here is what I suggest you do. And it seemed to work for Kathleen Turner in the 1989 Michael Douglas Danny DeVito dark comedy hit, or The, the Roses. Roses. You go out and you buy yourself one of those souped-up 4 by 4 monster trucks with the knobby tires that you only see in the front yards of homes in desolate Green Bay, Wisconsin. You keep that thing hidden in a local garage, someplace close, so when you call to your lover that you should head out soon so that you're not late, and he responds with, Ten minutes more! And you know that damn well that ten minutes more is closer to thirty. You grab your keys, 
You know the ones. The ones with the Nanya business keychain. <laughs> and you toss a Kate Spade in the passenger side and you rev your engine and aim that truck with all the floodlights beaming at your home. Casually pick up the CB and call out to him. Get out of the house, hon. And when he runs to the window with a full brow of sweat, you rev the engine and proceed to t- turn the wheels till they hit the edge of the lawn. You call out to him again. Get out of the house, hon. Reservation is at 8, not 8.30. Revving it all the way this time, where you know that if you don't know what you were doing, that your Bigfoot would tear right through that fucking house. Just like Shelly Winters eating that cheesecake in the Poseidon Adventure. Your husband will come running, all right. Just make sure you have a change of pants for him. And best of luck finding parking for that restaurant for your new Honey Don't Be Late truck. How making a murderer is that? What do you mean? No, I mean, if you give her that advice and she follows it, and then there's going to be a five-part docu-miniseries about her. I don't think that, I don't think Abby's advice was to kill him. I think it was just to scare him. To scare him until he shits himself, and then he has to change his pants, and that adds another 30 minutes onto their day. Well, no, he's changing the pants in the car. Okay. They tear away? I don't know what he's wearing. I don't know what these people wear. <laughs> wow, that is a thing. I do think I the the tardiness thing I, I, I don't I don't under, I don't understand people who are chronically late. Right. Agreed. It drives me up a wall. I am so hyper punctual. I will show up at places a week early. I've been known oh. to do that. That's interesting. By accident. But mm. still, I have to be on time because I feel like and I I hate that excuse of like um I just, it's just just her. It's like she can't get her act together. And we sort of constantly give those people a pass because they're like, oh, this is just a thing. It's like that same person who says, I just can't help it. I have to be honest. I got to be real with people. I'm like, but you don't have to be an asshole. No. That's an excuse for you being an asshole. But if you say the party starts at one and goes to four, you don't have to be up at at one. Then, yeah, you can be late. But if it's like you have a dinner reservation at 8.30, don't show up at 9.30. Oh, I'd be done. I couldn't. I would have eaten. I Well, here's what I would have done. Are you ready for Anne's response? Well, is it Anne's response or is it your It's response? Anne's oh. response, damn it. I am just a conduit. I am open to the experience oh. and I am saying yes. Are I've said seeing, yes to this podcast. Have you seen depression? I'm just waiting I for see. you. I'm seeing your gray cloud. Dear not preggers. I sense a theme developing amongst our listeners. Yours is a common marital problem, wherein one of the pair is conscientious and punctual, and the other is a self-involved, inconsiderate, disorganized, ill-mannered, poor excuse for a human being. If the song Don't Be Toddy for the Party has taught us anything, it's that talent-free ass clowns can get a recording contract. The last time we got a question like this, I suggested that our listener set time traps and elaborate lies to get their spouse to stay w- to get to where they need to be on time. But if you don't have the strength or energy to lay such bear traps, I say leave. Leave! When the time you've established to leave your house comes, if your lazy husband is just starting to pull himself together, get in the car and go. You can give the half-hour warning. The 15-minute warning, the five-minute warning. You can count down like you're working at NASA, but the bottom line is if your husband can't be an adult and pull his crap together, you're not responsible for where his body ends up, which may be the river at this point. You are only ultimately accountable for you. 
time management should be worked into wedding vows. I vow to love, honor, and leave you if you can't get your act together to arrive at social gatherings in a timely manner. Then look your fiancé in the eyes and say, in the irreverent words of poet laureate and real housewife Kim Zolciak, don't be tardy for the party. Don't be tardy for the party. Don't be tardy for the party. Oh. Put that on your bridal Pinterest boards. Bam! Well, it's funny that you said that because she stated that she's been married for 13 years, but it's not her fiancé. But go ahead. Really? Oh, no, I no, no. What you didn't understand in the way that it was written is that I said it should be worked into your marriage vows. So if you are a person who is standing in front of a person, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to be on time for the rest of his goddamn life. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. So it wasn't about her specifically. I'm saying that wedding vows should be changed and adapted okay. to your needs. Okay. All right. Okay. Especially knowing what I know about my jewels at this point, sure. I would completely change my wedding vows around, which is I vow to love, honor, and have a different bathroom than you for the rest of my life. I'll take that. Now, will you smell this shirt and does this look like cancer? That is marriage. Is that dog piss or is that lemonade on my shirt? Either way, it tastes delicious. It's fine. <laughs> What's the other one that we're doing? The other one is we're doing is buffaloed in buffalo. Buffalo. Okay, this is sensitive. Dear Pod, I am in my mid-20s and will be married in a couple of months in a church wedding with all the bells and whistles. I am having four bridesmaids, and we did the whole fun thing, going to pick out and order dresses. One of my bridesmaids is extremely heavy and self-conscious about it, but did agree to being a bridesmaid when I invited her to. When the day came to go for dresses, she made an excuse and did not join us, so she asked me to order one in her, one for her in her size. Time passed, the dresses arrived, and she would not go to the shop for fittings. At this point, I'm figuring I made a mistake in asking her. I never would have wanted to make her feel that uncomfortable, but now she wasn't taking part in any of the social events around my wedding, shower, etc., plus I ended up paying for her dress. I am certain she will not come to the wedding, but I need to take a definitive step. I am thinking about calling her and saying one of the ushers dropped out, so if she's uncomfortable doing this, then she has an out. With all the chaos surrounding a wedding day, wondering if she will show up is something I can't cope with. Any suggestions? Signed, Buffaloed in Buffalo. So here is Anne's response. Hit it! Dear Buff, this is an issue as delicate as my Jules' fragile pelvis and should be handled with kid gloves, which is exactly how I handle my Jules' pelvis. Body image concerns amongst women are no joke. In a recent study conducted by the National Organization for Women, 91% of women claim they are unhappy with their body. Thanks to the advent of the garbage fire known as social media, this problem is only getting worse as we scroll through images of Instagram models that force their boyfriends to take pictures of them looking flawless in boat pose in front of Machu Picchu or wearing crepe paper at Burning Man. The pressure to keep a perfect figure is more intense than ever. I too suffer from it. 
I am convinced that it will follow me into the afterlife. I could be dead and cremated. If you put my urn next to another woman's urn, I'll be saying, is her pile smaller than mine? Her ghost looks thinner than my ghost. So my advice is to leave it be. If she feels good about how she looks and wants to be there, she will make that game day call. I think it can't hurt to reach out and ask how she's doing. She's probably feeling vulnerable, and I'm sure she doesn't want to let you down. But the idea of wearing a dress she probably doesn't want to wear, no offense to you and J. Crew, and standing next to girls who, in her mind, may be wearing it better, is overwhelming. I know it's your day, honey, but have some empathy and be a friend before a bride in this case. Let her know she's off the hook and you're totally cool with it. I'm sure she will breathe a sigh of relief. Anne. Mm. Very sensitive. That was a very sensitive. Very. Yes, because it is a very delicate topic, I feel. Well, I don't think... uh, What did you have to say? Or what did Abby have to say? Dear Buffaloed in Buffalo, looks like your friend is running the show here. And quite frankly, being a see you next Tuesday about your big day. Oh! Denizen of Buffalo, do not forget that this is about you and your future husband. It is not supposed to be about Michelle and Kelly. This is your day, and you are Queen Beyonce. If Miss Buffalo doesn't quite get that that through her pin-sized little pea of a brain, well, then she should not be by your side. You have a rogue bridesmaid that needs to get in line or get lost. I suggest you whip open the Dear Abby, more recipes from Dear Abby, and turn to the world-famous Dear Abby Meatloaf with Bacon. Ew! As you are kneading and beating your meat, you start thinking of all the things you need to get off your chest. Then you plate that marvelous meat treat and march yourself, march yourself over to Miss Buffalo's abode. She can't turn you away with a meal in hand. More than likely, she will know why you are there. You need to feed this problem and get some answers. Once inside her apartment... Start plating that juicy meat and pour her a nice glass of milk. Then turn off all but one of the lights in that tiny kitchen of hers. Turn your chair around like Arthur Herbert Franzarelli, a.k.a. the Fonz, and you grill her like Detective Stabler. You don't finish until she cracks. She will be mumbling for sure with a mouth filled with my delicious meat, oozing out of either side of her crooked smile, dripping the au jus down the front of her ample bosom. I'm sure by now... You have that feeling that she just doesn't want to be a part of that big day. So instead of giving her the upper hand, you knock this meat diver down. You put that final nail in the coffin. And as you are hard whispering your questions, like Mariska Hargitay, and you say, you're not invited to the wedding. And not only are you not invited, you're not even allowed within 100 feet of me. Otherwise, she'll get this. And with that, you turn on the backyard spotlight, illuminating the bridesmaid's dress that you bought for her. You, <laughs> you say, you see that, Miss Buffalo? This is my dream. My dream. And this is now you. And with that, you push the, the button on the remote that's in your pocket, that when you push it, it ignites that bridesmaid's dress in flames, engulfing every inch and fiber of that teal and beige creation. Then, as you get up to leave, Still in your Mariska Hargitay voice. Stay away from me, Miss Buffalo. Oh, and I hope you like the meatloaf. Don't worry, it won't stick around long. And then toss that empty box of X-Lax on that table. Buffalo and Buffalo, this case is closed. Gunk, gunk.
Who put a nickel in you? What is wrong with you? Why? Oh, I'm sorry, Abby. What's wrong with Abby she this week? Have. I don't know. That but she that is was. playing the Oxygen Network long game that involves why do her plans and her advice involve uh, machinery? I don't know. Uh, trips to drugstores, uh, most likely a lawyer, uh, a cleanup crew, a hazmat suit. You know, I don't know. A chalk outline. I don't know. It just seems like she's, you know, she's trying to take care of these women. Like if you can't, you know, sometimes so you So kill need everybody. She, kill everybody that crosses she, I don't you. think that she's killed anybody. I think if you're going to mess with, you know, I think what she's trying to say is that if you mess with her on a big day, then you're probably going to have to shit yourself twice. Did the psychic tell you that you're psychotic? Maybe he's told me that, but I don't think he's told Abby that. Well, that you should definitely pass the word along to her once yeah. you open up some of the boxes that you, that are in your brain. Yeah, sure. That sure. is wow, wowie, wow, wow. Um, I, I think know. the only way to to heal Wait the wounds that you have just burst open from your intense tirades mm. is with a. Specialty cocktail, specialty cocktail. It is the really year for a specialty drink. Just don't a, put arsenic a, in it. Uh, if you uh, want ow, to kill ow, your bridesmaids, it better not taste like pre-cum tonight. Ew! <laughs> it always comes back to that with you. It always comes back. Like Celine Dion. It's all coming back. Oh, I heard a burp happen. Is that oh? God, it all comes back to fluids. Well, this week's fluid is in honor of it's the vacation theme. Oh. oh, yes, he shifted <laughs> into us. I'm one of our listeners. I just tasted Steve. If you want to send us your fluids, send them to dearpotofficial.com. Well, this week, in honor of the vacation theme, we have a classic pina colada. I'm getting caught in the rain. Discovered online by Dear Pod's producer and my sweet piece of A, James Jules Ferris. Yes, he's a sweet piece of A. So here's what. In a blender, you want to put 16 ounces of crushed ice. That is really specific. Just put some ice in a blender, damn it. One and a half ounces of creme de coconut, a.k.a. Coco Lopez. Coco. I've had all of her albums. <laughs> She's really talented. I love that Coco Lopez. One and a half ounces of pineapple juice, one and a half ounces of Bacardi Gold, six oh, ounces shit. of pineapple chunks, and blend. That yeah, was, we're not messing around this week, baby. Chunks. I love like anything. That's... I love a chunk on a chunk oh, and a chunk. I'm going to pass a chunk in a second. Oh, I guarantee you will. <laughs> Here's what you want to do. Serve it in a tall glass garnished with cherry and pineapple. Now, we've got some tasting notes here from my dear Jules. It's not often that the same drink is made famous on two separate mediums. Rupert Holmes. That would be Rupert, not Rupert. Rupert! Rupert! Rupert Holmes got caught in the rain and planned his escape all over the radio waves while sipping this delicious tropical smoothie. And bartender extraordinaire Isaac Washington dazzled people with his smile and most likely entered the Guinness Book of World Records for serving up the most concoctions of this coconut blast on the love boat. The love boat. The pina colada. The ultimate vacation starter. Keep singing while I'm doing this. Ready? It's like drinking sunblock, but in a good way. It's a sweet, pineapple coconut kind of thing. With or without alcohol, this is just a delicious treat. 
Whether or not you have vacation plans, whip up one of these beauties for yourself. Cozy up to a hammock and tell the world to F off as you lose yourself in the islands. <gasps> anymore. This is fantastic. I hope we're going to put pictures of this amazing cocktail up on our Instagram at Deer Pod Official. Check it out. It looks absolutely lovely. When was the last time you had a pina colada? Oh my God, it's so heavy. I can't even. Oh, that was some upper body strength to get that. I love the love boat. And I love this pina colada. I'm going to fuck this glass. Oh, just just stick your D in it right now. Just do it. I will. Uh, oh, it's uh, a brain freeze. Uh, oh, shit. Dick freeze. Dick. That's oh, a brain God, freeze of a different kind. This is the best. This is this makes me feel like Isaac, two thumbs up. Just This is fucking fantastic. A piece of ice is stuck in my straw. Yes, I'm drinking out of a straw. Everybody. It's a plastic straw. I've had a run-in with a paper straw twice this weekend. And, and the straw won? The straw one. Why? Because I fought pl- the straw and the, the straw one. You can only get through half of your beverage before the plastic uh, beats the shit out of the paper straw and then it breaks down. And you Wait, can't. you actually got through half of it? I got through a quarter of an iced coffee with a paper straw and it dissolved in my mouth. They're making them out of baby skin soon, I'm pretty sure. I like that. This is an absolutely delicious colada. It's been a long time since I've had it, and I feel like this was the drink that you always wanted when you were a kid because it always looked fruity and fun and vacationy and delicious, you know? And it's also about 500 grams of sugar. Don't tell people that. Just enjoy. That's what's in Jennifer Lopez. I mean, Coco Lopez. (laughs) Jennifer Lopez is 500 pounds of sugar. Well, you never know it. She looks fantastic. She Mm. doesn't age. So, yes, the pina colada. I highly endorse, haven't had it in years, and I really enjoy it. You forget how much you like a good classic, fruity, icy rum beverage, you know? That's the kind of thing you, know, you gotta have like when rum. you're in Hawaii. I don't either, different. but this is so this it's is so like well balanced. It's a vacation in, in a my glass. mouth. Yeah. yeah. You like my vacation in my mouth? Yeah. 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 